Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Total Soccer Show and a special episode in which we hold a live draft. Live on a podcast, that is. Yes, today each of the TSS gang are going to draft an 11 from the current US player pool and we'll see who ends up with the best team. My name's Ryan Bailey. I'm going to be acting as TSS Commissioner today. Joining me, we have your friend and mine, Taylor Rockwell, a man so dedicated to podcasting that he actually had a root canal procedure this morning and is still here to record you madman. Legend. The final, the final segment of the root canal. I have teeth again, fellas, without a crack in them. Uh, it's nice to have that, but it's going to be even nicer to draft the team that destroys Graham and Joe. Is that is that the nitrous oxide talking now? Uh, (laughs) He did ask me if I wanted any any numbing, and I thought about that for a moment before realizing that it might not be a great idea to immediately record several hours of podcast with a half numb mouth. Yeah, I don't know how (laughs) it would have been fun to begin with, and then I think tedious pretty quickly. There we go. Well, it sounds like we're getting the excuses in early. Uh, We also uh, have Joe Lowry joining us. You in the move for draft day, Joe? I am, and I have had zero dental procedures today, so I feel like I already have a leg up on Taylor. Let's Frank. do this thing. Excellent. <laughs> I, I imagine you spent most of uh, overnight doing research, drawing up tables, uh, doing depth charts. I was. How, how you... I, I have been that, that meme, that gif from It's Always Sunny where Charlie's at the board. That's been me for the last 12 hours um, nonstop. <laughs> so people have been concerned, but uh, I've been grinding. Joe, with that in mind, I, I, met, I did message David Goss last night just to ask, like, are there any players that I maybe should have had in consideration, any MLS players that I may have overlooked? And I had my Apple Watch in with my headphones on, and Siri just responded, David Goss sent you a long message that is too long for me to read out loud. And I said, that a boy, David, that a boy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. When, hang on. When did Siri get that lazy? Really? She gave me the option. She gave me the option. She said, I will read it to you if you'd like. And I said nothing. And then she was silent because I didn't need a list of players uh, read out by Siri, though that would have been fun because her pronunciation is about as bad as mine. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, Fun fact. My daughter, for no reason, has set her Siri to Australian lady, which is fun. It's always fun to have. When you say no reason, do you mean because Bluey? Because the answer is because she probably because of watching Bluey. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely right, mate. All right, joining <laughs> us also, we have Mr. Graham Ruthven. Uh, Graham, I know you're very well versed in the fantasy game. How much drafting experience do you have, though? Uh, not not a great deal, I have to admit. I mean, is this a super draft or is this just an ordinary draft? Are we going down the MLS route here? I'm not entirely sure what makes the MLS draft a super draft. So sure, let's just say this is a super draft. Because it's super, Graham. Because it's oh, super. Because MLS, is this so because MLS says, yeah, MLS says it's super. Okay, there's the reason, Correct. right? Okay. Correct. Uh, actually, Graham, we're branding this as the TSS Ultra Draft. So, oh, um, yeah. Okay, so that better super then. We're yeah. on top. Indeed. Presented Ultra, by Continental Tires, yes. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk a little bit before we start drafting about what kind of teams we want to build. Graham, have you, have you got a strategy in mind? 
CCV number one pick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not giving away my uh, my game plan that easily. I think I'm going to try and build a four three three formation, but we'll see how long that lasts as the attackers quickly disappear off the table. I imagine. Okay, Taylor. Any thoughts about how you're going to attack this one in terms of the the kind of team you want to be? What kind of coach do you want to be? Uh, the kind that wins, baby. That's what we're going for here. Yeah, there's a few. I, I think it can go in a couple different directions based on the early picks as to the the shape, the yep. formation, the style, and whether or not my team is any good. We'll see how it plays out. And Joe, um, what are you going to do if you end up with uh, seven midfielders with your first seven picks? Oh, that's that's actually what I'm looking for. I don't appreciate <laughs> you sharing my strategy with the group. Whoops. I will be playing through pressure. Uh, relentlessly we'll be turning the ball over very frequently in my own defensive third but you know it's a part of building to something greater we're going to play a 4-3-3 the number nine is going to be isolated uh, I'm, I'm just out here to really commit to my philosophical ideals Ryan as you always should be Joseph now okay so we're going to start drafting shortly um, and the rules to remind you uh, we're picking a current US MNT 11 so we're picking 11 players here we're going to do a snake draft which is interesting because if you go first and third you're going to get double picks Pretty much. Um, you have to pick active players and players currently eligible to play for the USMNT. Uh, so don't need a cap for the USMNT or any level, but they just have to be eligible to play for the team. Can the be Balogun rule then. That's the, called. It is called the Balogun rule. We correct. had to and peel back can... the curtain. We had a, a semi-lengthy discussion yesterday to decide whether or not we could pick Florin Balogun. Folks will not be surprised to say that I was driving the train behind the yes side. No one was really opposed, but we had to work through the the intricacies of this rule. Okay, some first pick uh, strategies coming out here. Uh, And also the the final rule I I will mention is that we need to draft a team that can actually reasonably sit in an 11, in a formation on the field as well. So you need a goalkeeper. Um, Well, to start off the draft... Can I draft all four goalkeepers? Can I go that way? And, And then just really make this confusing for everybody? Yeah, oh, that's a yes. good strategy. The Bayern Munich strategy, buy up if weaken your opponents by uh, taking all their players. I, I like that. Taylor's going to be the chaos factor here. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Draft. Okay, Hello. gents, um, for some very fun audio entertainment, we're going to pick the draft order now. In my hands, I have an orange post-it note, a pink post-it note, and a yellow post-it note. They, one has number one on it, one has number two on it, one has number three on it. Uh, Graham, would you like to pick a color which will determine your order in the draft? Pink, please. Graham is number two in the draw. Nice. Uh, Joe, would you like to pick a color from the two remaining colors? Hey, Ryan, which one has number one on it? One of these does. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll take the one with the one, and I'm going to assume that that's the yellow one. You assumed incorrectly, Joe. You ah. are pick number three, which means Taylor Rockwell is Tyler orange. Adams is off the one. board. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Taylor in at number one, Graham in at number two, and Joe in at number three. I'm going to try my best to keep up with this draft. Gentlemen, start your engines. What do we say? At the, what does Goodell say? He doesn't Not say that. Not that. <laughs> he said, Roger Goodell uh, approaches the podium and then says, why are you booing? Is what he says <laughs> as his opening remarks to the draft. Followed swiftly by money, please. He says, yes. gentlemen, let's sell some NFTs. Uh, Taylor, you have first pick. Would you like to enlighten us as to who is going to be the first pick in the USMNT 11 draft. Uh, yeah, I would like to make a joke, but I'm not going to because Joe already nailed it. It is Tyler <laughs> Adams for me. Of course I'm taking Tyler Adams. Uh, probably my favorite player in the pool. Like He's in the, in the top three, probably my number one, but I think he does so many things for this US team. I'm sad to see that he is injured and maybe will miss the rest of the season. Who knows what will happen there? But for me, we're not factoring injuries into account. They're all perfectly healthy when our teams play each other. So I will take Tyler Adams with the number one pick. Very good. Graham, were you expecting Adams to go first? 
Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> that was a total gimme. <laughs> I was okay. actually, I was wondering. I don't know if Joe would have taken Tyler Adams with the number one pick. No, nah, I don't think you? so. But I, I was I tempted. There, so there, there's a few players. I'm not going to reveal my board, but there are four players that are in contention for the number one pick for my first yep. pick. Now there are three. So Adams was in there, and I, I hadn't really decided who I was going to pick first. I'm just kind of winging a lot of this with my board in place to give me that structure. But yeah, Adams, Adams is a good first pick, Taylor. All right, keep your powder dry, Joe. Joe Graham is picking now. Okay, so Adams was down as one of my potential first picks as well. And the logic that I'm going for here is I try and w- I try to work out players for whom there's a massive drop off be- yep. behind them in terms of the in terms of the depth. So my first pick is not necessarily who I think is the the best player available, but a player that if I don't get them, I'm going to be in trouble. So I am going for a goalkeeper first, and I'm going for Matt Turner. Graham, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> just want you so to just, to, just to recap their listener in the USMNT draft second pick is goalkeeper Matt Turner that's correct because I don't have any faith in any of the goalkeepers beneath him in the depth chart is anyone else concerned about, like, from a US perspective that the preamble that Graham just gave I looked at my draft list and was like that could be four different positions <laughs> based on the severe drop off from the f- the top tier player to the to the depth behind so we'll see what happens with the next couple picks all right Joe let's get your first pick in and I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe presume that Matt Turner wasn't within the uh, remaining three picks you had. He was. He totally was. A thousand percent, he was. I think. I I totally. I totally agree with Graham. Ryan skips the Tuesday shows, Taylor, so he he doesn't get exposed to as much as my Matt Turner propaganda. Um, I I think the drop off, the drop off between Turner and the next guy, Graham, I think is probably bigger than any other position in the team, And, and Adams is really close. But goalkeepers are just so important. Like, they get to use their stinking hands. And so they are so important to how games go down. Matt Turner was uh, an above-average goalkeeper in World Cup qualifying, all those kinds of things. I think that's a great pick. I will go I'll go back-to-back here with Weston McKinney as my first pick and Faloran Balligan as my second pick. So Weston McKinney really was not one of my initial four. And then I just now looked at my big board and said, I'm really afraid of all of the good number eights and midfielders being gone like eight picks from now, whenever it's going to be my turn again. So I'm picking Weston McKinney to be one of my central midfielders. I, I think he's pretty clearly the best number eight in the U.S. pool right now. I'm a big fan of Musa's game, but McKinney is able to impact things in a bunch of different ways, can do some things on the ball, can cover ground, really good set piece threat. I think he's just a, a strong all around player. And then Balogun, I think, is in contention to sort of be one of those other players that has him, and then there's dot, 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 and then the rest of the players at that position. I could look, I could look like a fool here, and Balogun won't pick the U.S. Apparently, he's meeting with someone in the England setup in the not-too-distant future. So that whole process is not done and dusted, but I think it's worth the risk right now, at least. Yeah, bear in mind, Joe, if, uh, if Balogun does declare elsewhere, you'll have to play your team with 10 men in the future. Correct. I'm I'm yeah. not excited about that prospect, but you know what? It's you got to take risks to win this thing, Ryan. You got to take risks. It, is he going to wear all his USMNT merch to the meeting with the England representative? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, my dad went to New York once on a work trip, and he came back, and we picked him up at the train station. And he had like the, uh, a plastic Statue of Liberty light up torch. I imagine that's how Balogun's going to walk into that meeting with the English we can hope. with a Statue of Liberty torch. <laughs> yeah. I picture there's the, the scene in the original Wayne's World where they're just overtly doing product placement, and it cuts back to them saying they don't want to do sponsorship, and they're both just yeah. decked out in full kit Reebok. <laughs> 
black like windsuits. That's what I picture him going to the meeting with a full on like stars and stripes warm up on. I'm kind of ambivalent. I'm not sure which one I want to choose. Your pitch, please, England. Uh, and then we know which way it goes. He chooses England and Joe get ten, gets 10 players. There you go. Good. There you go. By, by the way, Graham, if you picked your dad out from the train station, he didn't go to New York. He went to Edinburgh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You can't get a train there. We might have just blown his alibi there. <laughs> uh, pick number two from you, Graham. Okay, so using the same logic again of looking for players behind whom there's a massive drop-off in quality, I'm going to go for Anthony Robinson at left-back because I remember talking about the USMNT in the run-up to the World Cup last year, and whenever Robinson was out, it seemed like that became a big problem for that team, not just in terms of his crossing which is important but just his ball progression and getting the ball out from the back so yeah Anthony Robinson is my second pick uh, I honestly thought that might be it's to me right for the next two yeah yep. I honestly thought that might be the one you were talking about when you did the Matt Turner preamble because I do think there is a pretty sizable drop off uh, from Jedi to the other options and I think the same thing goes with right back so I will take Serginio Dest with my next pick uh, and then I will take Christian Pulisic with the pick after that so I've I've got a, a fullback in there, and then I've gone for Pulisic. I also think there's a bit of drop-off there on the left wing. Plenty of other options, but I think even if I, at times, am frustrated with some of his lack of production or just being a little bit too indecisive on the ball, I think everything that Pulisic brings to the team uh, really is a difference maker and is one of the most important players. So, yeah, Pulisic on the left wing, and then Serginho Dest could be a fullback on either side, depending on how this draft plays out. Uh, but also, even if he's had a bad run of form of late at club level, didn't have the best window, I think, uh, with the U.S., specifically against El Salvador, I still think the talent he possesses, uh, I'm going to say that the current form is temporary, but his class will be permanent. So Serginho Dest also in my squad. Class will be permanent. By definition, it's currently permanent. Mm. You know, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Graham, your third pick, please. Okay, so it's about time I think someone went for a central defender, given how light that that pool seems to be. So my first pick for that is uh, Tim Ream, who I think has been the best American player for a while now, consistently, at Premier League level. He's genuinely been excellent for Fulham. I think he's going to be one of their contenders for player of the year at club level for Fulham. I think he might even win it. Pep Guardiola earlier in the season saying that if he was 10 years younger, he'd be playing for Manchester City. So that's high praise indeed. And I know he wasn't really in the squad consistently throughout qualifying, but I saw enough at the World Cup to suggest that at this moment in time, he is the best American central defender. So I'm taking him. There you go. Graham, very defensive at the moment. You've, uh, you've gone for a goalkeeper and two defenders so far. Indeed, yes. Mm. That's how international football is won and lost on defences. Very so true. from the back. Very true indeed. Uh, Joe, you've got two picks coming up. I'll ask you to make one of them and then we're going to have a dramatic pause uh, for a break for your second one, if that's okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. I was going to pick this player first or second and then I panicked and didn't, but he's still here, baby. I'm guessing folks can yeah. figure out who it is given how I talk about this player. It is Gio Reyna who will be starting on one of the wings. It doesn't even matter where he's starting. He could be in, in central midfield as well. He's good enough to do whatever it takes. 
I've got Gio Reyna in my team, Ryan, and I have a second pick, but I'm going to obey you and wait till after we hear from our lovely sponsors. Joe, okay. was that the uh, what you just said of Gio Reyna? Is that what he was expecting when he showed up at World Cup camp for Burhalter to say, "Yes, wherever you want to play, any position, you're great. You're going to play every single spot. You're going to start all eleven places." And then I yeah. think that would have properly motivated him. So I appreciate the uh, approach you've taken for this one. Yeah, I stopped just short of giving him Matt Turner's goalkeeper position, but otherwise, yeah, it's all good. I mean, it's all well and good giving him the freedom to pick where he plays, Joe, but ultimately it's his parents who's going to decide where he plays in your team. So um, bear that I, in mind. I have had I've had a lengthy FaceTime with Claudio. Danielle, unfortunately, <laughs> could not make it. Um, I, I've been told that she was cooking up some texts of some sort, but I have not received anything yet. So I think we're good so far. Oh, my phone's blowing up over here, Joe. You should see it. You should see it. Anyway, uh, we will take a quick break to hear from those lovely sponsors. Use the code TSS where appropriate listener. We'll be back very shortly. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Total Soccer Show, welcome back to our USMNT draft. Everybody has made three picks. Joe Lowry is about to make his fourth. Okay, so I'll run I'll run through my team now because I think it's going to be difficult to, to sort of keep up with what we've all done. So I'll go through mine. So I picked... Balligan and McKenney, sort of in my, my first two. I think I picked McKenney first and Balligan second. doesn't really matter. So I've got Balligan up top. I have Weston McKenney in central midfield. I have Gio Reyna in the attack. And I now am adding Tim Weah to my attack as well. I think Weah is a, a really strong performer for the U.S. We've seen him do this all throughout World Cup qualifying. You know, currently dealing with a little bit of an injury. Had, had missed the March window for uh, concussion precautions and all of those kinds of things. But Weya, not a great 1v1 dribbler, but someone who provides some depth depth to the attack, someone who can put in a good ball from that right side, has good speed, good defensive work rate. There's a slight chance, and and I don't think this is going to get cleared by the authorities, but depending on how the rest of this draft goes and whether or not there are any left backs left, Tim Weya is playing left back literally right now <laughs> for Lille. So maybe there's an option there to move him back a little bit, but at the moment I have him penciled on the, on the wing. Do we think he could play that position for the U.S. in... In real life, not just in Joe's uh, yes. draft I, I, team. Do- I think so. It's too early to tell for sure. I would be hesitant to do it against a really good opponent. But, I mean, think about some of the, the teams that the U.S. comes up against in the Gold Cup or something like that. I don't think Wei will be at the yeah. Gold Cup, but just as a, as a concept. Like, or even in this past window, are you really losing that much by putting Tim Wea at left back over Jedi Robinson or over Joe Scally when you're going to dominate the ball? You're going to need some work in transition, but otherwise, you know, you're, you're in control of the game. I... I don't know for sure, like I said, but I'm very intrigued by that idea, even if he's probably not going to play left back for me. Good stuff. Okay, Graham, you've got Matt Turner, Anthony Robinson, and Tim Ream so far on your roster. Who's joining them? 
Okay, so the player I'm about to pick, I'm kind of surprised, is still on the board, given I know there's one person here that is particularly keen on this player who plays in La Liga. Rip my heart uh, out, Graham. For Rip Valencia. it out. Go ahead. Yep. I'm going to take Yunus Musa for my team. Joe, I am surprised that you have not gone for him sooner. <sighs> I, re- I was so tempted, Graham. I was going to go Reina and Musa in my last little, uh, my little bend in round three in the beginning of round four, but I think there are still several other central midfielders that I'm mostly fine with. And I think their winger pool is a little bit, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, I value Weah a little bit more than I value Musa compared to the rest of the pool. But I do love Musa and I hope he does well for you when you play Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Solid pick uh, for England's Eunice Musa there. Uh, Taylor, you've got Tyler Adams, you've got Sergino Dest, and you have Mr. Pulisic so far on your team who be drafted next i am going to keep building out the midfield maybe the wings i'm not sure which but i will go with brendan aronson as my next selection uh looking to play him centrally but he may end up at wide depending on who else is available uh which takes me to my next pick and this is where like i feel like we've reached the point where there is still that like b squad of talent and so now it is about where are like where is still the remaining biggest drop off in my mind. You know what? I feel like I just want to make Joe sad, so I'll take Chris Richards. Hurtful. Joe, is that <laughs> silent sadness? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is sadness. Richards was the first center back on my center back board. Now two of my top three center backs on my center back board are gone. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah, uh, I, and I and I do think I say that in jest, but also. Sincerely, that Joe, I think, hypes Chris Richards up so much, and I respect Joe's uh, approach to player evaluation, and I think he takes a much more analytical approach. Sometimes, maybe just sometimes, I'm slightly emotional. Uh, But I I think both of those things, the analytical approach and the emotional approach, work for Chris Richards because though he has had uh, not the strongest of seasons for Crystal Palace, I think still making that jump and then not being one of those players who just falls out completely, meaning that he's still in there even with the flux they've had with Patrick Vieira going. I still think he will be a big performer for them next season, maybe to the close out the rest of this year, but I think also is just an exceptional defender with a lot of potential. So he's sort of one for now, but one for the future for me. Marvelous stuff. All right, Graham, pick number five, please. Okay, so I'm a little bit concerned about mid- midfield because I feel like I need someone who can control the ball, who can circulate the ball, particularly against um, kind of low defensive blocks like we saw in the Nations League there for the US. So I think Luca De La Torre did a good job against uh, Granada in that match of keeping the ball moving, keeping the tempo high. So I would like him in my midfield, so I'm going to take him off the board. Marvellous stuff. Thank you very much for that, Graham. Joe, uh, you have two picks coming up. You have four players on the board so far. Uh, McKinney, Balogun, Reina and Weah. Uh, I'm going to ask you to make one of your picks so everyone has five and we'll have a little little look back at what's on the board so far. So your first pick, please. Ah, oh, Graham just took who I was going to take and now I'm really struggling. <laughs> um, I'm kind of throwing my defense to the wind here and was really excited about adding De La Torre because I think he's like the closest thing to Musa. Yeah, go ahead, Taylor. Can I Can I propose that... We add a ridiculous wrinkle into this one, and maybe in part three is where trading can occur. (laughs) 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 Just if we need to. I don't think we'll we'll need to necessarily, but I do like the idea of Joe just going heavy in on attackers (sighs) and then looking for a trade near the end. I mean, Taylor, you can ask the commissioner if they can do that. Oh, okay. Do I then have to pay the commissioner? Is that how this works? (laughs) You could just ask. (laughs) Uh, Can Joe uh, overload on players to then trade them? I'll allow it. Okay, there we go. 
Boom. <laughs> well, this, okay, this that actually may change my approach. That, that is pretty much how that is pretty much how MLS comes up with rules. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> just on the, fly. Can we, on the fly. Can we please? Okay, and then uh, you have to add the obvious, as we've already learned, like the super trade system, and then now we're right. good. Now we've branded it. There we go. I will not be picking another attacker in this role. However, despite my my desire to do so, I will take a sensible pick. Joe Scally is my next selection. He can play on either side. I'm not sure who I'm going to pick up in the other fullback spot. But for me, it goes Serginho Dest, then Jedi Robinson, and then Joe Scally right now for the fullback position. And then there's a little bit more mush after Scally. So I'm not a, a massive fan of his game. I think he is a fine but not exceptional player. Playing at a good level, though, at the moment at, at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Potentially maybe joined in the future by Brandon Vasquez, a fellow U.S. international. Although he has not fully decided his international allegiance yet. But I will be picking Joe Scali can go on either side. And I think that's going to be really helpful for me. Indeed. All right. So just a review of the draft so far after five picks. Taylor has Tyler Adams, Virginia Dest, Christian Pulisic, Brendan Aronson, and Chris Richards, much to Joe's chagrin. Graham has Matt Turner, uh, Jenna Robinson, Tim Ream, Yunus Musa, and Luca Della Torre. And Joe has Weston McKenney, Fuller and Balligan, Giorena, Tim Weyer, and Joe Scally. Joe, how's the draft going for you? Do you feel like you're keeping up with your opponents here? I feel really good so far. I, I love what could turn into a front line of Balogun, Reyna, and Wea. Like You could convince me without a lot of effort that that's just the best possible front three you could put out with this U.S. team. I mean, Christian Pulisic definitely has a word, but I do remember back in World Cup qualifying when Pulisic was struggling with injuries, struggling with form, it wasn't so clear that he should be starting. So I, I really do appreciate this front three. McKenney's an, an excellent central midfielder, and Scally is one of the better fullbacks on the board. There are holes, Ryan. I'm not going to lie. We're going to try to get those addressed over the next six picks, and I'm not feeling so good about what's left on the board. But in general, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy enough so far. Yeah. This is what it separates the men from the boys in the next uh, six picks or so, I'd say, Joe. Uh, Graham, I think if we we're playing five aside, you would win because you have a goalkeeper. No, no. Yeah, yeah, maybe I have an advantage in that regard. It's quite funny that nobody has gone to the goalkeeping pool and nobody besides Balogun being taken off the board, who hasn't even declared for the US yet, has taken a number nine. Nobody has gone anywhere near that pool, which I think makes a statement. Strategy, Graham. Strategy. That's what it says to me. Oh. Sure, How, and sure. Taylor, how's your strategy panning out for you so far? Adams, Des, Pulisic, Aronson, and Richards so far. I'm pretty pleased. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I, I think when Joe went yellow, I was going to go red with the card se- or orange <laughs> with the card selection to begin with. My daughter always goes with an orange gummy, uh, so I was going to go orange. Uh, so I felt good with that one. But my entire strategy was very dependent on getting Tyler Adams. <laughs> so that does make a big difference for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased so far. As you should be, and uh, you can put the the check in the mail for me for the for the draft pick. I, I will. I should also clarify that's a Flintstones vitamin gummy and not an edible gummy, which is a very big distinction that I just wanted to make very clear. I, I was going to say, how darn liberal are you <laughs> down, uh, down there in, uh, in Virginia? Look, sometimes she's got to mellow out. Okay, sometimes maybe <laughs> it's a bit too much screaming, it's a bit too much whining, and you know we just got to we just got to all calm down. And the Flintstones vitamin gets that job done. Very good. Shake and bake. Uh, Joe, <laughs> let's get to the sixth round of picks, please. Kick it off. Mm, don't don't want to. Don't can't. Don't don't feel like it. I I I honestly have no clue where to go here. Like all of the strategy that I came in with, yes. I've executed well enough so far. I th- I do think this is indicative. I'm not just stalling. I'm partially stalling, but I do think this is a good chance to make a point about, you know, we know the US has a lot of young talented players, right? And a lot of them were at the World Cup. Basically one cycle ahead 
ideally of where you'd want them to be, right? Yunus Musa starting at like 20 years old at the World Cup. Serginho Dest, like all these younger players, Gio Reyna not involved so much, but he's very much a part of this generation. All of them are sort of here one cycle early, and all of them are going to be a part of this next cycle as well, which is crazy. Like that doesn't really happen a lot in world soccer for players this young to get that extra World Cup in. But then after that group, like maybe there's 14, 15 guys. We've been around three times right now, so we each have five, so it's 15 players that we feel mostly good about. After that, I think there really is a noticeable drop-off here. So I just think that's an interesting point to make. I'll quit stalling and make my pick at this time. I'll be picking Miles Robinson in the middle of my back line. Maybe that is an overreaction to seeing him back in, in the U.S. It's picture. Not. I, it's not. I just struggle. I think it's kind of a center back mush, right? I think, is there that much difference between Robinson and CCV and Zimmerman? Like, I feel like maybe I'm overreaching here, but I kind of feel like all the other positions are mushy too. And so, you know what? Might as well just snag at least one center back to feel somewhat good about that spot. And here's to you, Miles Robinson. Graham, you are picking next. Who will it be? Whoa, okay, whoa, whoa. so my, my strategy so far has been to look after the spine of my team and that has gone quite well, I feel, so far. I've got Turner, I've got Reem, I've got Musa and De La Torre in central midfield. But at this point, I feel like I need a high, uh, a highly productive attacker, a high-quality attacker to give me something in the final third to actually score a goal. And I'm slightly concerned that all those players are now off the board. Pulisic is gone, Reina's gone, Weah's gone, Aronson is gone. I, I didn't think Aronson would go so quickly. That was the one I was kind of pinning my hopes on. So this might be recency bias because he looked very good in the two games that he just played in the, in the Nations League. He's just filed a one-time switch there it is. to the US and I'm going to go for Alejandro Zendayas. Taylor's face when you made that pick, Graham, yeah. was uh, something of a picture. The, uh, the, the juxtaposition <laughs> yeah. between Taylor's face when you said you thought Aronson would, would make it longer on the board and like how sly and like happy he was compared to when you said you were taking <laughs> Zendayas was, was a pretty extreme switch there. I feel okay. I feel okay. The Miles Robinson one hurt more because Miles Robinson, I, I, I think, Joe, yes, it's recency bias, but there's a reason we were all like had him in ink starting in the World Cup months, months and months and months before the World Cup, months and months before his injury. Uh, I think he is a potential difference maker for the United States, and I think that is an excellent pick. Zendejas, uh, I'm sad not to get him, but it is indicative of, I think, the depth and lack of depth at the same time out on the wings that there is depth but once you get through four and five players there is a drop off there and I think Zendejas has sort of made up some of that difference with that said I think still think there's one more player in there who I might go with but I with my next pick will go ahead and round out my center back pairing Graham since you no. took Zendejas for me <laughs> no. I'll take CCB oh, from no. you my friend I was counting that that was it was between Zendejas and CCB and I thought no one's going to take CCB and then when it comes back round to me I can fill out my central defence but you have just spoiled that strategy yeah the yeah. no nonsense uh, tough tackling centre back partnership of Chris Richards and Cameron Carter Vickers will take no prisoners and will win a World Cup at the same time so now I'm looking at my squad I've got a left back or no, I've got a right back I've got two centre backs I've got what, most of my midfield in place, and then my attack is a little bit struggling. Ah, uh, and so I think it could really go a number of different ways with that next pick. Hmm. <laughs> How about you tell us what that pick is right now? <laughs> Roger. No no Ram has two of his three midfielders. Joe has two of his three midfielders. I will go with Alan Senora as my uh, other option here. Maybe that's a bit of a, a wild card one, but I think he does a lot of the 
kind of central central midfield job uh, well enough for me. He can do the defensive side, but he can also facilitate attacking play. Uh, if I need him to, he'll push up alongside Brandon Aronson, who I still may use out wide. We'll see what happens there. But Alan Senora for me with uh, my other pick. Wonderful stuff. Let's get a couple more picks in round seven. Graham, we come to you. Okay, so I feel like I don't have many more options for central defense, and I'm going to go for Walker Zimmerman because he plays on the right side of the, the back, you know, the central two, and Ream played on the other, and obviously that is the central defensive partnership we had at the World Cup for a number of the matches. So I feel like there should be some decent chemistry there, and obviously Zimmer, Zimmerman is a threat from set pieces as well, and given that I only have currently one attacker, I feel like I, I, I need to find threat from other players, so I'll take Walker Zimmerman, please. So with him and Tim Ream, you've got great top-knot potential, I'd say. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. You've got the Vikings. best hair on the team so far. I'd definitely say that. Uh, excellent stuff. Joe, um, once again, I'm going to ask you to bisect your picks so we get sure. to seven with your first pick here, please. Okay, so I will try to up my poop housing quota with this pick. I wasn't planning to make it coming in. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's not my favorite pick of all time. But, I mean, someone with experience in this position, especially relative to hmm. the other options that are on the board... <laughs> Uh, I think folks might be able to guess who it is at this point. Kellen Acosta will be my pick. No, He'll be playing no. in my defensive midfield role. <laughs> no, I just, I I'm not in love with he those was, options, right? Uh, yeah, Graham's not in love was, with, with me right now. He either. was one half of my strategy with Zimmerman where I thought, right, I'm going to get Zimmerman to head in the set pieces that Acosta's going to put in. And now you've just completely left me hanging on that one. If it makes Joe, you feel you any better, to... Graham, if it makes you feel any better, I think Kellen Acosta's set piece ability is like pretty severely overrated. So I'm not sure that that actually helps you, but... Um, okay, thanks, maybe Joe. that gives you like half a percent of solace. Joe, I thought you were going a different poop housery route. We'll see if anybody picks up that player. Ooh, I also okay. enjoy that, especially when you're sort of uh, going like one pick and then another pick, as Joe and I are doing. There is a moment where you have to sort of pause and talk it out while you're making your pick. Yeah. And never have I felt more <laughs> like the Chicago Fire GM than in those moments where it's getting up to the podium, not really having any idea what I want to do, and just sort of, you know, I think we should all talk about the beauty and the majesty of the draft for the next five minutes while I try to figure <laughs> out what to do next. Uh, but Joe, I'm glad that you made Graham's head hurt. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. Uh, as commissioner, I'm impressed with the way the draft has gone so far. I think the mixture of positions that have been picked so far and the different strategies you've all picked have been quite fascinating. Obviously, like in an NFL draft, you're all going for a certain skill position and trying to load up on that at the start or whatnot. There's certain tactics. But here, I'm not seeing any patterns for, for that necessarily. <laughs> you've all gone kind of different ways. But uh, some balanced teams, though, I think. Graham, you, you might still have the most balanced team if I'm looking here. Matt Turner, uh, Anthony Robinson, Tim Ream, Yunus Musa, De La Torre, Zendaya, and Zimmerman. Possibly the most Zimmerman playing up front in this team because <laughs> at this point, that, might, that is right. a possibility. You've got the base of the triangle, is I, I guess. You've got the, 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 uh, the formation here. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks. How, how Thank are you, you feeling, Joe? How are you feeling about how it's going so far? So I actually am just about to make like a monumental shift in how I play. Uh -oh. This won't seem monumental to anyone else, but based off of how I had my team lining up, we're about to change everything and pivot from one shape to another to help me maximize my overall talent. I'm excited about this. Oh, well, let's hold that excitement over this very short break. When we come back, we're going to complete our draft. Back shortly. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. 
Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hey folks, this is Taylor from the Total Soccer Show reminding you that we are inching ever closer to the start of the summer transfer window, which means there are teams that will buy and sell their players early, there are teams that will leave that business very late, and there are teams that will operate in between. But no matter what, it's going to be a chaotic situation. There's going to be offers coming through willy-nilly. There's going to be transactions to be tracked and processed and make sure that enough money is there. There's going to be probably angry clubs calling to complain. There are many things to deal with. And unfortunately for those clubs, there is no sort of business tool that makes things easier, makes transactions simpler, gets the business done efficiently and effectively. But for the small businesses around the globe, there is such a service, Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek kits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And I really appreciate that about Shopify. No matter how big you are, no matter how fast you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. That's as many countries as will be selling players in the transfer window this summer. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash TSS, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash TSS now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash TSS. Total Soccer Show, welcome back to our USMNT draft. We've had seven rounds, we have four to go. Here's where things get interesting because now we're going to introduce the possibility for trades. Gentlemen, when you're on the clock, you can offer someone else a trade for someone on your team from this point onwards because new rules, baby! <laughs> Dua Lipa said it best. Uh, Joe, I come to you for pick number eight and you have the floor should you wish to trade. Taylor, I'll give you Kalna Costa for Christian Pulisic right now. It's the hardest of hard passes for me, but I appreciate the uh, the offer. Yeah, no worries. I feel like you didn't really appreciate it. Um, I feel like you're lying, but you're welcome was, for trying. I was mostly just like concerned that if I jokingly said yes, Ryan would be like, and that's locked it's in. in. We've got to swap. <laughs> yeah, I wish that had happened. I'm not even going to lie about that. Um, I'll be picking Taylor Booth with my next decision. So I, I plan, I'll reveal my strategy now because it doesn't really matter. Taylor loves, Taylor's giving me nice thumbs up in the camera right now. He loves it so much. I, I, I was planning to go in a 4-3-3, like a very sort of Berhalter-y in 4-3-3 with a single pivot and two number eights. And then all the number eights that I really wanted were gone and I just didn't like it and it was bad. So I switched to a 4-2-3-1 and Reyna will be playing inside with Kellen Acosta and Weston McKinney behind him. 
I think that's going to work out really well. It's not that different from what we saw in this past window, but Acosta is more defensive-minded than either Yunus Musa or Luca De La Torre. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. And so I thought Winger was the spot where there's more depth. I don't know that Taylor Booth is like going to be a quality national team player or not. We don't have the evidence to suggest that. But he has been really good, and I've watched a lot of him in the Eredivisie this year with Utrecht. I think he's a player that USMNT fans should absolutely keep watching. And I think he's a guy that can come into this team, if not as a starter with a full pool, you know, as someone who's maybe getting 15 minutes off the bench. And so I, I think Taylor Booth's an, a meaningful addition to my attack. So I've got Booth and Awea now as my two wingers with Balogun as the nine and, and sort of Reyna behind them and then shifting maybe more to one side in possession as we go, go forward. All right. Very nice, Joe. Uh, Graham, are you going to go slightly off piste with your eighth pick at all? I think off-piste is the only way we can go at this straight stage of the draft. <laughs> There's not a great deal left in the pool, but I'm going to dip my hand into the number nine pool and I'm going to pluck out Brandon Vasquez to play up front for me. I like my strikers to be strikers. I like my strikers to score goals. I've, I've seen a number of teams who, when a, they just get the right centre forward who gets hot and scores you know, 10 goals on a run and that just elevates the ceiling of the team in itself. So as much as I appreciate the qualities of other strikers in the pool, Vasquez, I have the most faith in him to actually find the back of the net. And of course, he's just off the mark for Cincy and MLS. So let's hope he has got some confidence at the moment. Very nice, Graham. Uh, I like my strikers to score, score goals is a great quote. Have you considered coaching? <laughs> yeah, I, should, I could uh, sell bumper stickers with, with, that, uh, with that quote. <laughs> Steve Clark indeed. just t- taking frantic notes as, as Graham talks. Oh, talks like that's what we're missing. Score goals. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Graham, uh, Graham, you do know that, that your favorite player of all time, regardless of nationality, was on the board, right? Uh, Jordan Pifak. And, and I believe you can draft his mother as well or at least sort of get phone calls. <laughs> Uh, if, if folks haven't read that story, because I think I think we chatted about it after the show ended yesterday. It was an article in ESPN, an interview with Jordan Pivak, where you know it was sort of a look at his mentality after missing the World Cup and talking through that process. And the nuts and bolts of it is that he called his mom apparently, and his mom just basically said, "You scored one goal. Like I wouldn't call you in either." And, and essentially just like eviscerated him. She also I thought gave some really good and sound advice. She's like, "I'm healthy. You're healthy. Like our family's healthy. Yeah. Like this. This. Let's put things in perspective." And so I, I think that is like a really helpful outlook when you're faced with any sort of disappointment in life to remember like the things that are actually important. And when those things aren't compromised, then then you're still mostly doing okay. But it's a great interview. Like so many fantastic mm. quotes in there. Uh, I want to know more about Jordan Pifak and his family. I, I did read that interview on ESPN, Joe, um, because the premise of my research for the number nine pool was, am I going to be mocked for picking Jordan Pifak? Ah, and the conclusion that nice. I reached was, yes. <laughs> so I've gone for Brandon Vasquez instead. That's well played. All right. Uh, Taylor, who are we going next? I'm just trying to look at some of the names who are still out there. Uh, I mean, Ferreira and Sargent up front. We've got, I think, DeAndre the Edlin's still on the board, still available, right? Brian Reynolds. Man, just scraping that bottom of the barrel. Uh, you, I don't think you listed any players that I'm about to pick. Uh, Graham, I, I really like the Brandon Vasquez pick. I was basically waiting for you to pick your number nine so I could pick the other one. Uh, because Brandon Vasquez, I think, is going to be an exceptional forward. I think he's already very good and, as you said, is already scoring this season. Likely to get a move maybe at the end or this summer. Uh, but I think also just has the strength to hold players off, but then can score goals on his own, can take people on. I think he is a, a great pick. Uh, but I will take Ricardo Pepe. I am happy to have Ricardo Pepe, especially after his performances uh, in this past camp. And then that leaves me sort of 
needing somebody out. Sorry, on can the I wing. can I cut in to ask a question, Taylor? Well, because yeah. I think that sort of puts a bow on the number nine discussion, right? Like mm-hmm. we all have a number nine. Yeah. You guys both went for well, oh, really? It seems like in your evaluation, you both rated Brandon Vasquez above Josh Sargent. Is it like has that been the thought process all along? Has it been something more recently that's changed that? Because I feel like I've been driving the Brandon Vasquez train, and I'm not even sure I would put Brandon Vasquez above Josh Sargent right now. I think it's, for me, it's it's the the up and down season that Josh Sargent has had. Not to say that Ricardo Pepe or some of the other players in here have had like lights out seasons, but Sargent, I believe, just coming back from injury and has been injured multiple times this season. On top of that, I feel like got some opportunities at the World Cup. Uh, not like a ton, but at the same time, I don't feel like was that difference maker. I think we came away from the World Cup not feeling like any of the number nines that we saw there were really, if not like they weren't the wrong choice, but I don't know if any of them were the right choice. And I think it's telling that none of us went for a, a striker, or like all three of us went for strikers that weren't at the World Cup. I think that tells us something about the position and how we're ready to move on from it. I think Sargent is still, I, I think probably if I were going to go 12 picks, he would be my next pick as sort of a depth sub option. Uh, but between Pepe and Sargent, maybe the recency bias comes into it too. But those two of those finishes from yeah. Ricardo Pepe uh, in this window, I thought were where finishes he would not have made last season, put it that way. I think he's he's developed his game enough that I feel comfortable starting him. There wasn't much for me between Vasquez and Sargent. Agreed. That was the other number nine that I was going to go for. But I, I don't know. I think it just comes down to personal preference. Vasquez sort of has that physicality sure. over Sargent. I know Sargent's yeah. got a bit of physicality to himself as well, and maybe Sargent's got a little bit more raw pace. But I think when I don't really have um, much confidence in the rest of my attacking lineup to create all that much, I think just having a physical striker that you can hit with crosses into the middle is is um, beneficial. And I didn't have as much faith in Sargent to make the most of that system. Interesting. Okay, oh, cool. Right. Three more picks to go, guys. Taylor Rockwell, pick number nine for your good self. Georgi Mihailovic. Uh, I need... Uh, attacking options. He, I might play him wide. I might move Brendan Aronson wide and play Georgie as my number 10. Uh, but either, maybe I'll just rotate them all. Pulisic might be on the right. Georgie might be on the left. Aronson might be central. They'll, they'll all move around during the game depending on what we need and depending on where there's space. But that is my sort of attacking three with Ricardo Pepe ahead of them. I like it. Very nice. Graham, pick number nine. Okay, so it's getting tricky now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I have lent into the potential of my attacking players. So these are players that aren't fully formed as US difference makers right now, but Zendayas, Brandon Vasquez. So I'm going to complete my trio of future stars, potential future stars, by going for Malik Tillman, who has improved a lot over the course of the season. Maybe one of the players along with CCV that I have watched the most of this season. Go on, Taylor. I'm just excited to hear you talk yourself into Malik Tillman. Go ahead. <laughs> he's improved a lot over the course of the season I had concerns as many did over his lack of work ethic um, and work on the defensive side of the ball under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst but he has got better and also he, has, he can create something out of nothing I feel like his ceiling is pretty high as a player he's going to have to develop to become a, a fully fledged USMNT first team figure but it's not beyond the realms of possibility that he could be that by the time 2026 comes around so I'll take Malik Tillman all right, uh, Graham, with the ninth pick of Malik Tillman, Joe Lowry, you're now going to fill out the rest of your team. Uh, you have the opportunity to try and make some trades if you wish, and I would suggest you try and get a goalkeeper. Um, Graham, I, I, of course, love all the other fullbacks that are on the board. I've got great relationships with all of them. I've talked with their families. We had great pre-draft meetings. Um, they did really well on the Wonderlick, like all of them, crazy high scores, um, did well at the Combine, all that stuff. Um, so obviously, with that being said, 
what would what would it take for you to be willing to part with Jedi Robinson? You know, I feel like this emotional attachment to to, to, to I don't know. I can't. What what do I need, Graham? What do you want from me? Okay, so I'm a little bit concerned about the lack of creativity in my central midfield area. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And so Jedi Robinson was my. I think I think he was my second pick. So he's a high. He's a he's a. A valuable asset from you and my team, so I'm I'm going to need a, a a valuable asset from you. Okay. So to be honest, I'm looking for someone like you've got Weston McKenney, right, in your team. Yep, I do. That would be the level of That's, trade that I'd that is 100 percent a trade that Joe is making. No, okay, trade it's process. not. Trade process. Absolutely not. Absolutely not in that format. But all right, maybe we can maybe we can swap two players at the same time. So you've got Jedi Robinson. You want Weston McKenney. I am in return. I can't handle that level of drop off in central midfield. I'm going to need someone else in that spot. I think we both agree that Yunus Musa is a step down from Weston McKinney at the moment. If I took Jedi Robinson and Musa and gave you McKinney and someone else, who would that other someone else need to oh, be wow. for you to feel okay about this, Graham? Um, run me through your team okay. one, one time, please. So I've got Balogun up top. I've got Tim Weah and Taylor Booth out wide. I have Gio Reyna as a, another attacker in that group. I have Kellen Acosta and Weston McKinney in midfield. Balogun. I've got Joe Scally Balogun. on the left. Good. Absolutely Ballad, not. Go. I have Miles Robinson at center back. <laughs> that is what I have at the moment, Graham. I know you wanted Kellen Acosta earlier. Remember how important that was to you? I do. I know, but if I'm taking McKenney, <laughs> then that fills out my midfield. I don't need another Acosta midfielder. Acosta can play fullback. We've seen that a dozen times. Mm, see, that's the thing. I was I was looking for a one more fullback. I wanted to know what you had in your in your roster for at fullback position, and that might have tempted me. Not in Robins in the sure. left back spot, but in the right back spot. Yeah. But you don't have anything there, so I'm afraid I'm gonna have to pass. Okay. All right. It was worth a shot. I'm trying I'm trying to cook up some draft day shenanigans for the for the people. Yeah. I commend you for trying that, Joe, but we're, uh, we're, we're the same place we were three minutes ago, so let's make your pick. <laughs> said, we've got a break coming up, so hurry up. Um, okay, I will be taking with my next pick. Ah, I don't like this. I'll be taking Sean Johnson. I don't, whatever. I said I wasn't taking a goalkeeper. I am. Don't, I don't have any words. That's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you like to make your... dissolved into a puddle. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, you've got pick number 10 now if you want to take it as well. I I will, because if I feel like I say, if I don't want to take it, you're just going to skip me, and I don't want that to happen. So I will be picking, I'll be picking Brian Reynolds at right back, who I thought was super mediocre in the last window. We didn't even see very much of him, but I think he's looked a little bit better at club level, and I, I really want a profile that can overlap and get forward on that side, because Scowley is going to stay a little bit deeper on the left. So yeah, Brian Reynolds is my next pick. There we go. Roman Brian. Very good. Uh, so we get to Graham Rutherford's 10th pick. I need a right back. The pool is very light at this point. I feel like one of my only options is... Well, there's two options, but I prefer DeAndre Yedlin over the other option that's left at right back. Who's the other option? Shaq Moore, I think, ah, is still on okay. the board. Yeah. Taylor says, I'll take there too. <laughs> That doesn't do it for you? <laughs> Who was that, Taylor? Uh, oh, Reg Cannon. Yeah, Reg Cannon. Uh, no, I, I have my, my right back uh, f- sorted... Joe, I got a little bit nervous when you were talking talking about Jedi and trying to figure out what to do that you might snake this one. It's a, it's a little it's a little sneaky, but he can play there. I'm taking Kevin Paredes as my left back. Yeah, that's uh, a good so, pick. Yeah, there you go. So Kevin Paredes, maybe he'll be more of the attacking one. My fullbacks are going to do some attacking uh, in this competition. Nice. Oh, he was right, on my board stuff. as well. He was on my board. Okay. 
Everyone has 10 players now. I'll just do a little rundown. Taylor has Tyler Adams, Serginio Dest, uh, Pulisic, Brendan Aronson, Chris Richards, uh, CCV, Alan Sonora, Ricardo Pepe, Georgi Mihailovic, and Kevin Paredes. Graham has Matt Turner, Anthony Robinson, Tin Ream, Yunus Musa, Luca Delatore, Alejandro Zendayas, Zimmerman, Brandon Vazquez, Malek Tillman, and DeAndre Yedlin. Joe has Weston McKinney. Valerian Balligan, Balligan, excuse me, Gio Reyna, Tim Weyer, Joe Skelly, Miles Robinson, Kellen Acosta, Taylor Booth, Sean Johnson, and Brian Reynolds. We have one pick remaining in our draft. Taylor Rockwell, would you like to kick this round off? So remaining for me is goalkeeper. When Graham took Matt Turner, that basically made me okay with many of the remaining options. I did not have Sean Johnson on mine. I expected... Joe to take one? Uh, well, I, I thought Joe might go Zach Steffen, forgetting that not Joe is not a big Zach Steffen fan. What is it that you d- dislike about him so much? Even though he's had probably the best season of his career this year. It's mostly just that he's not very good at stopping shots, I think, is the thing for me. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Joe? For a goalkeeper. <laughs> you know who is good at stopping shots? Uh, Gaga Slanina? No. I mean, yeah, but no. Ethan Horvath? Left field pick, baby. Stefan Fry. Stefan Fry, the Seattle oh, Sounders wow. goalkeeper who is eligible for the United States. He is eligible, yeah. I think I might go Stefan Fry here. Although, Zach, I don't know. Zach Stefan has had, by all accounts, the best season of his of his club career, at least since he was in form at, at Dusseldorf. I think can make that jump. But if we're going with shot stopping, I don't, Joe, I'll ask you without any bias. Who would you pick as a shot stopper? Ethan Horvath. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm looking up Zach Steffen's numbers right now. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to claim to have watched him much at all in the championship. Uh, according to the FB ref, they look fairly bleak. And my view of Stefan Fry is that he's sort of like a slightly above average MLS goalkeeper. I'm not. I'm honestly not sure that I would make either of these choices. Like but between the two, games. shot stopping like wise, I would go with Stefan Fry. I feel so, like this is all head games now. I'm not sure what to make of this. <laughs> is it? Taylor, is it a bit of an indictment of Zach Steffen that he's not made these teams, do we think? Or I mean, that- I think the biggest indictment was that he didn't make the World Cup team. I think that right there was a huge one where it felt like, ah, it's it's one of those two. Uh, he, Steffen, even I think for a large chunk of time, felt like he was the starter even when he wasn't playing, so that he drops off the way he did and then had a couple different high-profile howlers this season. I think it's hard when you're a goalkeeper to shake that, and then when it's loaned to a championship club and then has a couple howlers. I think that right there sort of cements things for you. But you know what? You know what? We're going Reclamation Project with this team. We believe in the youth. We're going Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen will be my goalkeeper. Apologies to Stefan Fry. Apologies indeed. Graham, your final pick, please. So I need a central midfielder. I'm not really particularly happy with the balance of my field with I... the pick. I my, my midfield with the pick I'm going to make, but I'm just going for who I think is the 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 best player out of the pool remaining. So I am going for Paxson Pomacol, who I think has started the season pretty well with FC Dallas. So he rounds out my midfield with uh, Luca Delatore and Yunus Musa in there. PP, very good, Graham. Joe with the final pick of the 2023 USMNT TSS Ultra Draft. Please. I will be selecting a a player who I think is truly coming out of left field. And if Greg Berhalter was still coaching, this would be even more out of left field than it will be for me to say it. John Brooks is my yeah. final pick, a name that I think went extremely under the radar in the center back position, still playing in the Bundesliga. He's playing for Hoffenheim right now, getting minutes for them. The best left foot <laughs> in the U.S. defensive pool. I've got the, the mobility to cover for him. 
I've got the mobility to cover for him and Miles Robinson to sweep in behind. We saw how aggressive and energetic he looked. I really like that center back pairing of Brooks to break lines and Robinson to clean up. Marvelous stuff. Draft complete, gents. Congratulations. Um, Taylor, why don't you start off, talk us through your team, how it shaped up, how you expected it to go, how it did go for you. Yeah, it, it's strange that like it went the way I mostly hoped it would. I will say the Zendejas pick, and then there was one more in there that threw me. Oh, uh, it was Zendejas and then Booth, I think. Those were the two that I was sort of banking on getting one of them. Uh, so I was happy with Georgi Mihailovic, though, because I think he's one who like kept getting hype and then kept like he gets injured so he misses a camp that might have like put him in contention or put him in more contention and we haven't got to see as much of him since he's moved but I think he is a a very talented player who can do a number of things so I'm happy to have gotten him in and then I like the spine of my team I think Senora has impressed I like Adams and Aronson as my central midfielders I really wanted Pulisic in there I've I've I think I've been sour on him at times but I think especially looking at the other sort of left wing options I like him much, much more than those. I kind of assumed I wouldn't get Jedi. He was probably going to be, if I had had like the third pick and then the fourth pick, it would have been, I would have tried to get Jedi pretty quickly. That would have been like one of my top tier picks because I think he is just a huge difference over any other left backs. But I like Kevin Paredes as an attacker. Uh, I like CCV and Richards as a combo. I was not putting John Brooks in my team no matter what. Uh, though he was on my list if I were forced to. Uh, no John Brooks for me, and I like Serginho Dest at right back. And Ricardo Pepe up top scoring all the goals at the near post. What else do you need? I'm Taylor, I have a question. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that John Brooks is like the best pick. Mm-hmm. What... What is preventing you from picking John Brooks? Because I haven't watched a ton of him at the moment from mm-hmm. Benfica now to Hoffenheim. He is getting older. Mobility's well, never been a strong Well, you couldn't watch a ton of him at Benfica, so don't worry right, about okay. that. Okay, so mm-hmm. is is it just the fact that he hasn't played a ton this season? What is it? I don't. I'm not fully up to date on John Brooks, really. Um, I, I definitely buy into the theory that he is not a good teammate and that he is a good teammate if he's starting. So he'll be starting for your team. So maybe that will work out well. Uh, but I, I think, you know, we went for we went for happy personalities on my team. I think looking at them again. Yeah, you've got you've got Reina and Brooks in there. Good luck with yeah. the volatile personality competition. Yeah. Uh, and then also, like, I, I think the Benfica move doesn't work. What he makes like two appearances. He doesn't play very much. I think you'll get a lot of like positive votes because you have Brooks in there. And I think he carries a lot of weight in his name, but even with Hoffenheim, I think there are circumstances surrounding that transfer. Uh, I don't think he has looked exceptional. I don't think Hoffenheim have looked particularly good under Pellegrino Matarazzo. They continue to be in a bit of free fall. So it's not like he's come in there and sort of steadied the ship. It feels like he joined a leaking ship and then the ship continued to leak. So that's sort of where I am with him. But also, uh, I say that with the comfort of having Cameron Carter-Vickards and Chris Richards, though I don't have a left-footed center back, I did think about going with Austin Trusty. I think there's only three center backs in the pool who have left left foot, uh, left feet. Uh, you got one, Joe, and then Tim Ream would be the other one. But two right-footed center backs, it'll be fine. What more do you need? Okay. Graham, talk us through your draft. Uh, how's your team shaping up? Uh, just talk us through your team. And uh, is it a 4-3-3? Yeah, so I I managed to fit a, a, a team into my four three three shape, which is what I was going for from the start. I'm actually really happy with the spine of my team, which was the strategy right from the beginning, was to get that spine in place. So Matt Turner being my goalkeeper, as I said, when I made that pick, I think there's a pretty significant drop-off to the options beneath him in the pool, so happy with that one. I'm actually really happy with my back four as well. So I've got Riemann Zimmerman, who, who, as I said, when I made those picks, played at the World Cup. So we've already got that chemistry. Got Jedi Robinson, who I think 
Some people slightly under underappreciate just how valuable he is to the US team and getting them forward and ball progression and obviously getting deliveries into the box as well. DeAndre Yedlin, of course, I would have preferred uh, Sergino Dest to round out that back four, but that wasn't realistic. And I think of the right back options, Yedlin's experience, just the fact that he has played at the, at the top level, he has played at tournaments. I'm OK with that. My midfield, two-thirds of it I am happy with. Musa, Delatore, I like both of those players together. As I said when I made the pick, Delatore, I like his circulation of the ball. I would have liked an anchor, a natural midfield anchor, and that's where Kellen Acosta really hurt me because my plan was to put in Acosta, have him play as the sort of Poundland uh, Tyler Adams at the base of the midfield and then have his set pieces for Zimmerman. He disappeared more quickly off the board than I expected. So Paxson Pomichol's in there, totally different player, but... Um, he is a good player. So let's just hope that quality shines through in that midfield. I'm not so keen on the balance. And then up front, I've gone for players that I am banking on flourishing over the next uh, few years. So Zendayas looked very good in the games that he played recently. Vasquez, someone who can actually finish chances, um, which is a rarity in this US pool. And then Tillman's maybe the one I'm not out of my whole team. He's the one I'm not so keen on, but he does have a high ceiling as a player. Maybe a little bit of a luxury player, and maybe I can't. I I don't really. I can't afford that in my team because while my spine is very good, I like my spine. Not a lot of attacking difference makers in there, but as I uh, have already said, international football tends to be quite stodgy in the first place, and the teams that that uh, don't lose tend to be the teams that actually win things so maybe that'll see me through games all right right graham you started off very positive and then you talked yourself out of winning this draft well, i think <laughs> the thing is i was surprised with uh, both taylor and joe's strategy seemed to be to go for the attackers first i thought people would try and build out their the, the basis of their team first so as i said aronson was the one i thought okay i'll get brandon aronson because they're not going to go for pulisic reina aronson timothy Weah, all those guys and then that's exactly what joe and taylor did so i was a bit surprised by that uh, for me it's because as i said like goalkeeper once you take matt turner i think there's arguments for all the rest but none are maybe at that level i honestly don't think it's a it's as big of a chasm as we're making it seem i think matt turner is the number one but i think like i wasn't really concerned about it after that same thing with left back like once you took jedi it was basically whoever else is left at left back i'm fine with but that then facilitated i've got to get a fullback a starting fullback so that's why i took dest and once i had dest it was sort of like he can play left or right so it was it was more about like same thing with joe taking balagun after balagun then there's no need to rush right i'm okay with peppy or brandon vasquez like either one of those i'm fine with and i knew no one was running a front two so i wasn't really worried about one of them getting taken i got a little complacent out wide on the right that was the only one where i felt like no one like like once joe had wea and once Graham took Zendejas, I thought Booth would be there. But I was kind of mixed on Booth and Georgie. So, But I, I think it was basically like whatever positions were taken, it was sort of then reevaluating based on, well, like they've both taken a, full, a left fullback now. No one else is going to take that one. Then I got real nervous when I realized that Joe had taken Scally to play on the right and could have taken Kevin Predis. And that would have meant maybe John Tolkien, which is okay, but not So hold I on. That, so that, I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Who, so uh, Taylor, you've got Paredes left back. Taylor, who's your left back? Uh, sorry, uh, Joe, who's your left back? I've got Scally at left back. Right, okay. So if Jedi Robinson had come off the board, my strategy was genuinely to go for John Tolkien with the blonde mullet. That That's was fair. who I was having at left back. Yeah, it's, it's totally fair. It would have been a good pick. Uh, finally, Joe, talk us through your team. I think you pivoted to a four-two-three-one here. Uh, I think you've had a good draft. I think so too. So before I talk through my team, 
just we should have probably laid this out up front. Is there a way to win, or was this just for like the fun of the draft? I think we put it to a vote, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll post them on Twitter. Okay. All right. I just didn't know what the what the goal was here. Uh, we probably, we probably should have discussed that. Is it also like if these teams took the field tomorrow, assuming all the players are magically healthy? Is that the idea, or is it like in a yeah. match to be so, played at the World Cup? Because that would have changed things for sure in how I drafted. I'm sure we have. Uh, wait, sorry, Graham. Go ahead, and then I'll say what I have to say. No, I was just I was just going to say this. Surely the easiest way to judge it is if this match was playing tomorrow. Okay, that's that's what I assumed we would impossible. do. But I didn't want to short your potential picks there, Graham. But at the same time, I very much do want to do that. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we have somebody who plays football manager who would happily uh, take a little bit of tactical instruction from us and then put these teams against each other and yeah. see who wins. That's I also great. like that all of us have like sort of solid midfields, but then the one wrinkle in there because like I might play Georgie centrally. Uh, if not, then it's Brendan Aronson, but that leaves Senora, who's maybe a, an X factor. Uh, what Graham? You've got you've got uh, Malik Tillman, and then Joe. Are you playing Taylor Booth centrally? No, he's out wide for me. I've got Geo McKenney and Acosta centrally. Okay, yeah. So that 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 is probably more solid. I didn't have Acosta on my list, though. I think I'm ready to move on from Kellen Acosta. Me too. Uh, no disrespect <laughs> intended. Okay, cool. I have two. I just didn't know who else to draft. It's sort of a defensive-minded midfielder. I'm not yeah. all the way there on Pomico. I think that's a I totally was, fine pick, but like, it's tough. It's tough. Was, There's not a lot of depth. I, I was positive you were going to go for Eric Williamson in he that was, position, he which was is the why next, I was so guy. gutted when, you, when Acosta disappeared, because I didn't expect you to go for it. Yeah, Williamson was, if I was going to pick another number eight, he was going to be the guy, then Keaton Parks after him. So I'll run through my team. It isn't a 4-2-3-1. We'll go from, from front to back here. I've got Balogun as the starting number nine. I've got Taylor Booth and, and Tim Weah on the wings. Gio Reyna as the number 10. Weston McKenney is the number eight. I, I'm really high on that as a front five. I think that is is about as good as you can do when you're having to do a draft. Um, and then it gets a little dicier as you go towards the back. But I've got Kellen Acosta as my number six. I really like my center back pairing of John Brooks and Miles Robinson. I think they complement each other very, very well. Brian Reynolds on the right, getting high. Joe Scally on the left, staying a little bit deeper. And Sean Johnson in goal. Yes, uh, unlike Brian Reynolds, unlike Taylor's daughter, which is how it should be. So Hey, there it is. <laughs> I just I, I was wondering if Joe was going to try to sell Brian Reynolds to us, having no, previously said. absolutely not. I guess I'll take Brian Reynolds. Yeah, not thrilled about that one. But, I mean, at, at a yeah. certain point, like, again, what I said earlier, there's such a clear talent drop-off. At the number nine position, it happens very early if Faloran Balogun isn't in the mix and it's sort of just a bunch of players that we don't fully know what to expect from or don't know how they're developed. The winger pool has a lot of talent, but you know, still some unproven guys coming through. The central midfield group has talent at the top and then a bunch of mush underneath. I think center back is pretty deep. No true superstars there, but I think there's you know five or six center backs that you feel mostly fine with. Um, there just isn't still a lot of depth to this U.S. pool. Quality depth, All I should right. say. Well, this was a very fun exercise, gents. I think you'll do very well in the draft. You're worst out of trades. I'm a bit disappointed by that. I tried, Ryan. I'm very proud of uh, the job. (laughs) Yeah, he he did try. It was a valiant effort, Joe. Um, I mean, I've got to say, a couple like Graham and Joe, you've both been a little down on a couple of your picks. So I don't know if that influences the judging decision at all, but I think these are all Wait, very... are you saying that it comes down to PR? I should have known that that's how the marketing man, man, man amongst us would make that decision. I'm not, I'm not influencing anything here, Graham Rutherford. All I'm going to say is, I think now the best thing is to put this to a vote. So once this uh, episode comes out, we'll put this on Twitter with our, with our teams and we'll do a little poll, shall we? And I we'll vote for mine, 1-0 I win. 
We'll do it for more than one person in the poll, mm. so Should other people can vote too. Yeah? Should we? All right, fine. I mean, do yeah. people not have to pee Elon Musk now to vote in polls? Oh, <laughs> hang on. No, we've got to do this before the weekend when things change, right? <laughs> yeah. We've got a day to do it. Well, let's do that indeed. Uh, for the time being, though, Taylor Rockwell, thank you very much for uh, introducing this concept to us. And thank you for letting me uh, commission for uh, the first time in my life. Yeah, thank you, Commissioner. You you did well. You kept it moving. You interjected some life into listing players and then uh, a five-second silence before we pick one. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you to my, uh, my worthy competitors. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It was indeed. Graham Rutherford, did you have fun, sir? Oh, as always, Ryan Bailey, thank you for acting as commissioner for us. Oh, I try, I try. And Joe Lowry, a pleasure as always. Um, yeah, I, I was, I, I'm not going to pick a favourite here, but I think all these teams are very good. Oh, I feel like you were really close to picking my team as a favourite there, and then you backed out. I like it a lot. <laughs> Ryan, uh, or Roger Goodell, whoever you are, thank you. John Brooks and, and Gio Reyna are already fighting in the background of Joe's team. I just want that good. on record. Good, it makes us oh stronger. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> Drama. Uh, for the meantime, listener, let us know what you think of these teams. Let us know what you think of the draft. Thank you very much for listening to this one. We'll be back on the feed very shortly with our Big Thing special. But for now, bye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.